probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me once again in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. He's a sharpshooter and leader of Ace Imperial Flight Team, Blyton Squadron. Oh, <laughs> the perfect Bly pun exists. <laughs> They're back. Mate, especially when it's on topic. It's on theme. I love it. Titan Squad love it. We all love it. How on earth are you, Matty boy? I am doing very well, mate. But bear with me. Let me just uh, crack oh. that bad boy open. Oh. There we go. Cheeky Budweiser tonight. So I'm uh, the king of beers, the official beer of the Premier League. It's transfer deadline day. So I've had that on in the background today. I'm all right, mate. I've been looking forward to doing this episode. And I always say it all the time, but I'm looking forward to doing this one since we decided to get on it. But before that, how on earth are you, my friend? Oh, mate, I'm I'm pretty spicy, you know. It's another week. And I tell you what, is a little factoid about the uh, Bly Walker household. I wore a jumper for the first time of the season Have today. Have I seen you in a jumper? Um, I don't know. If not, I've, I've, that has to change. I've, I've seen you in a long sleeve uh, Empire Strikes Back t-shirt at the top. Um, shirts, jackets, and the t-shirt. And I don't think I've ever seen you in an you actual jumper. Next podcast, mate, I'll wear a jumper for you. you go. It'll be filth, it's mate. It's the weather. Classic British autumn, but it's been crazy. It's been raining. It's been like really grey. We are proper into autumnal mode now, mate. But I tell you what, I'll tell you what. It feel it really starts to feel like this time time of year. It feels like we are going way into Star Wars season, and. I, I always thought, you know, with the films not coming out, you know, would that change? Would we have like a few years of, you know, basically like no Star Wars stuff? And obviously with the, the TV shows coming out. But now, oh, I don't know. It feels good. Mandalorian, Star Wars Squadron's out, you know. Oh, it's pretty good. It is a pretty good time to be a Star Wars fan And the Spice Train is coming to your station. All aboard, yeah, yes. Everything Mind you've just said, gap. mate, is uh, bang on. It, it, you know, the, the come the end of the year, everyone's feeling good. We had a Star Wars film coming, um, or Solo in May. So we've only had one year without a end-of-year Star Wars film. And look how that year ended up with Star Wars films. Um, but yeah, we've got also got the comics coming out. We've got new books coming out in the next few weeks. So we've got... Plenty to keep us going. Is there something for everybody? But if you're one of our patrons, and if you're not, probably should try thinking thinking about that because it's pretty easy. If you're one of those hunky guys and gals, we do have something which has dropped for you at the beginning of the week, don't we, mate? Yes, we did indeedy, mate. Uh, It's the Attack of the Clones or a Snack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. 
Uh, yes, mate. It's all of those wrapped in one. It's the commentary. You guys know we did the Phantom Menace uh, commentary recently. That was a few weeks ago, I think a month or two ago. Uh, yeah. um, and we did Rogue One originally, right? So we now have three commentaries up there. Rogue One, Phantom Menace, and now A Snack of the Clones. That is on patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. We've had some really good feedback on our commentaries. So if you haven't listened... Go have a listen. You plodding on what long working at home? Yeah? Put on Disney Plus. Put on Attack of the Clones and listen to us talk about it. It's an absolute fill fest, mate. I can't think of a better way to spend even if you're not even if you're in the office, you know, just log in anyway. Nobody has to know. Just come off the old VPN. Not that I'm uh, saying you should do that. But listen to us on there, mate. Honestly, it's great. It's a great fun to do it. It's always good fun. We went to Nerdbase beforehand as well, so we were we were pumped. We had this, like pop culture goodness running through our veins. Sat down, watched Attack of the Clones, had a great time. It's a lot of fun. So uh, do check it out. It's available to all tiers on our Patreon. It starts from $2 a month, as you probably know. If you don't, it starts from $2 a month. And those commentaries are available for all. And we're looking at doing Revenge of the Sith next, of course. So keep your ears to the ground for that one. But yeah, Attack of the Clones commentary is there for you now. So go check it out, guys. And... um Saying that in the, in, I can always hear every time I'm trying to talk in the background, I can hear this sort of bonging chime. It sounds like Big Ben Kenobi. Oh, mate. Well, if there's bonging, we better get going. <laughs> Charles Saul has promised the High Republic will deliver terrifying and interesting new villains. Kelly Marie Tran, who of course played Rose Tico, has said leaving social media in the wake of The Last Jedi was the best thing she's ever done. Hey, this is Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. As Lukey Boy said up top, Star Wars season, we get into the final third of the year. It's all about Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. So that's exactly what we're talking about tonight. Obviously Star Wars, but Squadrons, Star Wars Squadrons, the latest game from EA, dropped only a few days ago. Now, less than a week ago, Luke and myself, we rushed out and picked up a copy. I think Luke went physical and I went digital. Um, and we wanted to basically give our th- first thoughts on you know the gameplay, the different modes... You know, because before the game came out, we were pretty um, open about saying that, you know, it's, it is what it is. We'll play it and we'll see how it goes. We're not major, maybe that excited for it or as we have been for previous releases. So did the game change our mind by playing it? Uh, Lukey Boy, you got this on uh, Friday when it dropped. You actually ran out in the rain together, didn't you? I did, mate. It was uh, a rainy Friday lunchtime, you know. I uh, nipped out of the flat and I went to the town centre. And I tell you one thing, mate, yeah. I'm going to go off on one here. Here we go. Right. I went to go to the game, as in like the shop game, yep. which is basically, it's a video game shop. I, I don't know what they call it in America. There's like a franchise that's, it's like GameStop. Yeah. And I go there in the town centre, flipping clothes, didn't they? No. I was like, what on earth is this madness? What on earth is this madness? They got a little sign that's hanging on the floor, not even on the window, saying we've moved to Sports Direct, which is like a huge um, 
sports shop, like sell like goods, footwear and sporting goods and that. They've moved in there. So I had to go to the other end of the town, go in there, and I couldn't even find it's it. Outrageous. I thought, oh, I have it's to, unfair. I had to ask. Oh, it, mate, it is outrageous and it is unfair. I should have actually, episode two, like Anakin Skywalker, all of them. <laughs> the women and the children yeah. too. <laughs> Not just the um, <laughs> but the shelf stackers too. Yes. You, sports direct man, <laughs> trying to sell Umbro <laughs> trainers. Oh. Um, no, so I, I eventually, anyway, I eventually found it. It's tucked in the corner of this building. Honestly, I have no clue why they've moved in there. Um, and I tell you what, mate, I didn't pick it up from there because it's like five quid more expensive than what I got it in Asda. And I want to support a video game place like game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love game, but I had to go to Asda, mate. I, you know, I've got to save those coppers. Five quid. You know what I mean? That's a Taco Bell, mate. No, you're right, mate. So... I went to Asda, picked up Squadrons, come home, installed it, worked a bit in the afternoon, got off work, played it, mate. So I have I've tried to play as much as possible of this game. I haven't completed it. Mm-hmm. I have not mastered it. <laughs> but I have played I've played the um the quick like the dogfight. Yeah. I've played the other online game mode. Um and I've played um I think I'm just just under halfway through the main story gotcha what about you mate um same apart from i finished the story today um because i start i played on set on i picked it up digitally on friday because i was going to go out but i was like you know what i could just download it now and then by the time all the kids are asleep and i'm ready to chill out with a cup of tea i can it'll be downloaded and ready to go um it saves me petrol plus i was a bit lazy so I downloaded it ready. So I played for a good few hours on Friday evening and then um, a couple of hours on, well, I say about an hour of Saturday morning. And then I just aced a, a couple of hours this afternoon as well. So because um, I wanted to try and get as much of the story done as possible because I anticipated it wasn't going to be very long. Uh, like the Battlefront 2 campaign was, wasn't that long either. So I've managed to blitz through the story. And for those wondering, there's not going to be any spoilers. We're not going to give away what happens in the story or any specific points of that. So fear not if you haven't played it, haven't picked it up yet or haven't completed it. But yeah, I've played the online mode as well, mate. Um, so I've managed to kind of dab, dabble a bit in, in everything. So I, did, I thought there's no point coming on to speak to Blylo Ren himself, Blyton Squadron leader, and not having played all aspects of the game. So... You know, I've dipped my toe in plenty now. So what I want to know, though, mate, is at the top, from what you've played and what you've seen, what are your thoughts on the game then? Your kind of like top-level thoughts on squadrons. Well, what we'll say is also for our audience, Matt and I have not spoken about this. This is literally the first time we've spoken about this. And people have asked us online like for our opinions on it, and uh, we've not shared it. We've not shared our opinions because we wanted to save it for this podcast. So we are bouncing off each other live. I have no idea okay? what Luke thinks about this. Yeah, we we, we have no idea. Now, uh, ask your question again, mate. <laughs> we were just asking what I thought about it. That's right, that's it. Because I, I spoke okay. to Luke on Saturday. I had the old rents come up. Lukey boy has gone out for scones slash scones, but we never once mentioned squadron. So, yeah, what was your kind yeah, of, what are you true, thinking actually. now you've played the game? What are you thinking about it? Okay. All right, so overall, overall, we've got to bear in mind, this is this is quite an affordable game. This is like a 40 quid game. 30 right? quid. 
a 30 quid yeah sorry 30 quid this is a 30 quid game at 40 dollars that's it it's a 40 dollar game in america um so it's cheaper than a lot of other games out there um and i think that that is a very fair value Mm -hmm. of what they've given us because i think what we've got is an absolutely exceptional flight simulation game that is a star wars game right um i think the campaign is 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 okay um but I will say that this game isn't going to be for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I know we, Matt and I, just from like the, how we're going to like do this main section, right? We are, we're doing this like bit by bit. So we're going to talk about gameplay, story mode, and like a few other things. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to go into those. But just ballpark, Matty boy, what are you thinking? Pretty much the same as you, mate. The price, I wouldn't want to pay more than £30 for this game. Because yes. it's a mm-hmm. good game. It's a good game. There's lots to like about it. There are things about it which... Do you know what? It, again, as we go through, any sort of nitpicks or cons will come out uh, naturally then. But up top, it's perfectly playable. It's a decent um, flight simulator. Um, it it looks wonderful. But it, if I had to shell out 50 to £60 pounds for it, I may be being a slightly more harsh on it than I am now or potentially mm-hmm. going to mm-hmm. be but up top and I'm, ha- I'm having a decent time playing it i'm having a good time playing it so um but ga- you mentioned the gameplay then that was one of the things which watching all of the uh the videos that came out on youtube beforehand that ea dropped ea play and that of you know how you can do this this and this i was like how am i a luddite gonna manage to do this but you know i've had a, i've had a, i've had a, i've sunk a good few hours in now the gameplay what are you thinking about that buddy the gameplay is you know it's hard mm-hmm. it's yeah. not it's not easy you don't just stick to it but it's designed to be like that um it's designed that you play through the campaign which we'll come back to um and that you are kind of just about trying to go online yeah. it's very competitive it's difficult uh, to remember everything is going to take a lot of practice. Um, I think the the gameplay is realistic and as realistic as a Star Wars game can be. And just a heads up as well, neither Matty Boy or I, unless I'm mistaken, we don't have the VR setup Yo, on PlayStation. No, I haven't got that. Like it, but I haven't got it. Yeah, because I, I hear that's just a whole nother level like, to this game. That apparently just adds... that's the way to play it, which... If true, yeah. it's disappointing, but apparently that's the best way to play it. Yeah, uh, which while I'm playing it, while, while I'm playing it on my a little PlayStation controller, mm-hmm. I am sitting there and thinking, man, this is a VR game. Do but you know wait, what I mean? This, this is a VR game. That. This is a simulation game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. Like, you said, it, like you said, it looks gorgeous, um, and it, there's some cool moments in it. There's some cool moments in it. And it takes a long time to master, which is actually kind of refreshing because that's not how games are designed nowadays. You know, games are designed that any anyone can just pick it up and do. And that's good in a lot of ways, but also that's not so good in some ways. And it's kind of refreshing to play a game, like for me to sit there and be like, man, this is going to take a while for me to get the hang of, isn't it? Um, now that is a double-edged sword because you pro- like to get good at this game. You need to really put some time into it. You need to invest into it. Now, 
the issue I do have with that is that that is going that's precisely going to take time, right? So if I'm just getting really frustrated that I'm just getting gunned down online, <laughs> and like to get better, I have to just spend ages playing AIs, playing against AIs and yeah. stuff. You know, is that the best styles experience? Well, you know, that's for you to decide as the consumer, as the player, and as the Star Wars fan as well, because there are some nice little Star Wars hints in here. Um, and it's it's very Star Wars Z. Uh, but put it this way, uh, if they were to reskin it, and this was a Battle of Britain game, yeah, and you were playing in Spitfires, Spitfires, like the RAF versus the mm -hmm. Luftwaffe. Yeah. You know, it would be pretty much the same game. Do you know what I mean? If you yeah, just yeah. reskinned it, it would be probably similar. Um, those are my immediate thoughts on gameplay. I'm, I'm aware I've been talking a lot. Matty Boy, what do you think on this? Um I yeah I appreciate the fact that you have to get you have to spend time to master this because like you say all too often I'm not a huge gamer but I when I pick up a game on PlayStation or PS now um to stream a lot of the time I can get the controls within 15 minutes maybe 10 15 minutes and I'm off which like you said double edged sword on one hand great I mean I haven't got to worry about messing around on the other hand is it a bit too easy here though yeah you've got multiple uh, multiple things to be doing in battle, as the um, the pre-release videos were saying, like switching switching power from shields to engines to weapons, and it is vital you do that during the game. It isn't just a case of oh, this is a fun kind of thing. No, no, you, you really do need to do that. Like the ships you choose are vital to how you play the game as well. You can't just be a bomber all the time, like me on Battlefront, when I'm just a heavy the whole time. You have to you have to be tactical. Trying to fly a Y wing was one of the worst experiences I've ever had. I just could not get it. But um, <laughs> I think it's it's refreshing to see in what in that sense because like I say, when you play Battlefront Two Starfighter Assault, the issue there is just not getting killed every five seconds. Whereas the handling and and controls on that are are easy. They're very simple. Whereas my whereas my issues with Squadrons is well not issue. Whereas it's the opposite. You know, I can stay alive for long enough on squadrons. It's just trying to master the controls and try not to have to keep looking down at my controllers. Like, right, which one do I have to? Which one do I press to divert like power to my back shields and stuff like that? Which, but that isn't a bad thing. I mustn't sit here and criticize that because it's a good thing. It makes you think. It is a game which is designed to be as immersive as possible. Even if you haven't got VR, you have to really think. You have to concentrate. And if you're squadding up with your mates and you're not on the and you're not on the you, you're the ball. You're gonna let everyone down, but I so I appreciate the fact that yeah, you have to really put the time in. But sometimes and this is a me problem, sometimes I like to just get on a game and just play it. Doesn't mean I have to be great it or win, but I, just be able to pick I up the controls you. and just have a go for an hour and then, you know, go and put dinner on or whatever it might be. Squadrons may not not be that game, but the gameplay is I think I think the gameplay the gameplay isn't the worst part of this game. I think the gameplay's fine. Yeah, that's. I think we're pretty much on the same page here, and and this is the thing, is that after a day's work and stuff, or with family, or you've gone out for the day, and you know you sit in, I don't know, maybe have a little gaming room, or you're in your bedroom or the main room, whatever. You know, I'm not a hundred percent sure if Squadrons is that game that you're going to settle down and be like, oh yeah, I can chill to this. Like, but I will say one thing: yeah. the gameplay really comes into its own 
when it goes well. Yeah, okay, yeah. and when when it goes well, I, I so I think this was, and I think we've we've pretty much covered gameplay as as best as possible. Like Matty Boy said, you know, we're not massive gamers, um, but uh, I think that segues nicely into the multiplayer mode. You know, I feel like. So on my second game online, okay, we were doing dogfights. I kid you not, it was my best game yeah. that I had on my second game. Nice. And this is after this is after doing some of the campaign and some tutorial stuff. Mm-hmm. I got six kills. Nice. Um, and I'm pretty sure four of, four of those were in one stint. And it 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 legitimately felt like I was in a Star Wars game in the Star Wars world. Yep. Right, and I was a pilot. And I kept, I kept saying, this is how sad I am. I, I was actually sitting there while I was doing it, while I was shooting down these people. I was saying little Han Solo quotes to myself. <laughs> Don't get cocky. Going, and it, they were from Solo as well. I was going, I'm going to be pilot. <laughs> Best in the galaxy. I got a good thing about this. <laughs> and through doing that, sounding like an absolute yeah. mental wife just tucks and walks um, out. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, yeah classic classic luke he's at it doing again. his thing again um and when it's when this game is good guys it is absolutely incredible um but there are a lot of games that are like that mm-hmm. i think you know um and once again the for the, for the price range and stuff um the multiplayer is is it's impressive it is however absolutely mental if you if you if you if you if you land into a lobby with the wrong people right and that could be that could be interpreted a few ways yeah that you're done mate you're done and it feels a little bit like like i was doing a lot i was doing a game earlier and it was the second game mode which is the one where you have to rank up to level five Mm -hmm. to do it which again i think that's a really cool idea like i like how they've done that they're very honest and upfront about the challenging dynamics of this game. Like this isn't like the game tells you, you know, you're not just picking this up and going, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, We're yeah. going to teach you. We're going to walk you through it. And I respect that. To get through to each stage potentially. It, exactly. Exactly. Now the second game mode, I forgot what that is, what it's called, but it's because I only played it today. You've got like a star destroyer versus the rebel Alliance, big ship and a three, like oh, um, other smaller ships battles. like Steve, fleet battles thank you um dude i had to turn it off because i couldn't finish it on time like i i was doing it on my lunch big break, old game right? isn't it? it it is mate and i know battlefront can be just like that sometimes mm-hmm. but it's it once again it's a different game and it just felt like after a while I was just like, I, I just felt like I was costing the team. I was like, do you know what? This might actually, I, I feel like I'm actually doing nothing for the team. Uh, I feel like I'm giving it to the other team. That wasn't the case. And I stuck, I stuck with it, but I actually had to come off for time reasons. Um, but the multiplayer is absolutely, it's good. It's good crack when it's going good. But Matty Boy, multiplayer, what are your thoughts? It's fine. It's all right. I don't mind it. I think the dog dog fights is like I say, dog fights is mad, but uh, I just did it. It I found myself not getting into it because it is what it is. It's a it's a dog fight. You have you have what six maps, I think, and EA have come out and said they're not supporting the game any further. So what you get 
what you pay for is what you're getting. There are no, no new maps, no cosmetics or anything like that, which is fine. I, I, I That's fine. They come out immediately and said that. But So dogfight is what it is, basically what it is. You're in, you're in a team of five. It's 5v5, uh, and basically you've got to get more kills than the other team. And exactly precisely what Blalo Renz just said, if you get a good team, great. You want to hope you're up to that level. I'm not. If you get a bad team, you might as well just give up because you do need to help each other on these games. Um, Fleet Battles is similar to Supremacy in the fact that it can take forever to get done. Um, And it all comes down to whether or not you're willing to be a team player. And one of my main issues beforehand with this game was because uh, pre-release, EA were saying an awful lot like, you know, this is a great game to... You know, link up with your mates with cross-platform, get your buddies together, you know, get Spice Squadron going um, and, you know, be your own Star Wars team. It's great if you've got your mates available to play with. Wonderful. You know, you can be you can mm-hmm. be Spice Squadron. If not, you're playing with a bunch of randomers who aren't going to play the game with you. They're not interested in it. They just want to go and shoot things. So uh, my biggest concern was, is it going to have any legs in terms of once you complete the story and you haven't, uh, your buddies aren't around to play the game with you or your friends haven't got the game or the console and you're just playing online does unlike other games does this have legs and I don't think it will do for me anyway I can't see myself jumping on and playing dogfight or fleet battles very often certainly not dogfight but fleet battles more so I'll probably play that more but very very you know often what? It, yeah the multiplayer with a group of guys like on there, your friends, like you got your squadron there, you mate. Your headset that... on and you're talking to each other and you're doing your Han Soloisms. It's it's great for like an hour. That, that that would make for a wicked stream. You know, get five people together, spy squadron. We're live. We're off, and it would be and it would be fun. But when it's just you know some guy and uh, some guy in Uruguay, some girl from Germany, someone from France, somebody from Greenland. I don't know. They don't know me. They're not going to. Pl- they don't want to play the game with me. They certainly didn't today. It was just all for, everyone for themselves. Yeah, it, I think you're right, actually. I think you're right. Um, that comes to a thought of mine that I think it, it kind of touches on the multiplayer. Yeah. I want to revisit the price point. Um, you know what would have made this game a huge success? Mm-hmm. It's a bit out there if it was free. Oh, if wow. this was open, If this was open just like Fortnite, you know, if this game was just free to download, um, I think a lot more people would be giving this a go. Lola, I think a lot more because it, it it already reminds me of that because this is cross platform and you can yeah. see how they've they, it needed that because do you know what I am super looking forward to when we can just get like a few of our patrons or Discord guys together mm-hmm. and we can play some squadrons together. Maybe we can do that this weekend or something. See, I'd, we'll I'd, I'd love to stream this game with a couple of the patrons of the Discord guys. Because that would be good fun. It'd be great. It'd be a good laugh. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, uh, but I, I, just... I struggled to find a team today as well. I will say that the servers weren't it's loaded. Same. I had to wait a little while before I could get anyone to play with me. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I don't like the loading system for this either. Like that, it like you said, it feels like it took a while for me to get into a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's it's just the thing is right. If you grew up in the era of like Rogue Squadron, oh yeah, and you're and you're just like really, you're really like thirsty for that kind of game. 
that kind of like flying game, that mm-hmm. simulator game, then you're going to dig this. This is going to be everything you want. If you just want to pick up a video game and be able to fly an X-Wing and shoot down people, you know, it's going to take some practice. I don't know if this is quite that. And this is this is where it's kind of like a weird in-between. It's like, it feels like it's not quite as casual as its predecessors, yeah, like Rogue Squadron. But it's it's a lot more complex and, uh, and it takes a lot more skill. Um, whereas, like we've been saying, that isn't necessarily a bad thing. I just don't know if at the end of the day, right, am I going to want to play this or am I going to want to play Battlefront or like a, just a different game, yeah. right? I know, like, for example, I mean, I'm not going to pick it up, but a lot of people will be p- playing FIFA. Mm-hmm. They know where they stand with FIFA. They know that they're going to be just picking it up. I, they can play a couple games with their mates and it's chill. I feel like squadrons, dare I say, might have an identity crisis. And... Yeah, you know, I don't want to be going too harsh on it because actually, this game has been very, very well received for the most which part, which I was surprised been. at. Yeah, I was, I was actually a little surprised at. Um, but this game has been very well received um, by gamers, by Star Wars guys like our boy Alex Damon. Star Wars explained he mm-hmm. really, really digs this game. Yeah. And do you know what? I'm still going to be playing this. I'm still going to be like giving it a go and stuff. I want to complete the story. You've got to finish um, that, mate. Uh, yeah yeah i know i know but you know what i have i had like a love-hate relationship with the story you know i was like yeah it's in parts i'm like oh what's next what's next and then in other parts especially when you just keep dying (laughs) i'm just like man how many times have i got to hear the same thing again and do the same thing again and it it, everything just took like it felt like it was a bit lengthy Mm -hmm. and then it began to feel like hang on this is a this is just a massive like instruction manual which is what i've heard people say it's a it's just basically a tutorial yeah they've just like sprinkled cannon around it and i started to feel like that where like almost every mission a cannon character was popping up and it was like oh okay right so there's Hera. yeah there's ray sloan good old ray sloan there's yeah there's there's wedge right yeah that was odd that was it just um, felt like time after time after time bear in mind i've not completed this campaign but matty boy i know you are a massive um canon guy you know matty boy he knows his canon and i know there was a lot of stuff in the campaign for canon junkies right there were a lot of winks a lot of nods how did you find the overall story mode mate um exactly i've got written down here it is essentially a tutorial um which isn't a bad thing i guess but it is when you're marketing there's a story mode which is basically a, a helpful way for you to learn the game it's um the missions vary from some of them are actually quite tense like this is tense i thought when i was playing them um, and there's one which I, it took me so many times to conquer because it is it is like ridiculous. Um, it's tough, but some of them are a bit mundane. It's kind of like we'll do this, defend this, and then come back to the ship. Ah, okay, I've done that in ten minutes, and that was that was one of the stages. Ah, the story is fine. The Battlefront Two campaign story absolutely wipes the floor of this for me. For somebody who was also thought that was too short as well, just in terms of what you get to do, uh, the different stories, the different objectives, 
it felt a lot, even though it was a smaller story and it wasn't as big as people wanted, it still felt a bit more fleshed out. You've got a bit more to do. Here, um, as you know, you alternate between the New Republic and the Imperial Remnant. So you kind of, at one time, you might be um, one of the good guys, good guys, bad guys. The next submission, next few missions, you might be the bad guys. And, you know, it all, it all weaves in together. But I don't know, it's just, it's just not very long. It's just, it didn't, and by the time we got to the end of it, I, was just, I did have that sneaky feeling of, was that it? And I don't mean to sound too critical. And I know, but I'm aware that I am coming across hypercritical of the game, but it's a story mode. And I was like, come on, you know, this is the first stats, first like straight up flight simulator game in this new era for Star Wars for a console. Anyway, let's see what they can give us. And by the scope of the, honestly, the scope of the story mode is highly disappointing. I found it's, uh, there are some great canon references and there's some good tie-ins to the alphabet squadron novels. Like I mentioned in the weeks and months before in terms of, uh, places, squadrons, people who drop in and out. Obviously, some some for the aftermath trilogy as well. Established characters come in and out. If you listen to, if you go and speak to all the subsid, uh, tertiary and secondary characters, they name drop people as well. So there's a name drop for Iden Versio and people like that. Um, but you have to kind of want to go and talk to people to to have that. Um, I don't know. It just kind of it did. Yeah, it just felt a bit disappointing to me. And and now we know we're not getting any further maps we're not getting any kind of free dlcs or any expansions i've done it now i feel like i've finished the game if that makes sense you know what i mean whereas right. something like fallen order which i'll mention later it took me a long time to play that but i wanted to go back and play that and i did go and complete it again for because i wanted to go and explore more i wanted to get find out more about the lore the canon about the characters used a photo mode as well patrons would have seen all those i wanted to jump back in but now i've done the story mode I was like, okay, well, that's that. Uh, it didn't, that's when I felt disappointed because, like, well, I've done the story mode. The multiplayer modes, they're okay, they're good if you've got your buddies around. But now I'm not sure when I'm going to jump on it again. I mean, I might, I'm, I'm going to go back on it again, like this week, because I want to go. I want to get further. I want to dive into those modes a bit more. I want to try some of the challenges and things like that. But I've just, I'm just worried, man, about how how long this game is going to last in terms of its longevity. But the story mode is, is a mixed bag. There's some, there are some very good missions, especially as you go into it. And there are some which are very much as kind of like, well, practice your flying and practice switching between um, shields and weapons and things like that. But I, I'd expect that in a tutorial, not in an actual like advertised story mode, but it's fine. I'd like to know your thoughts on it when you finish. It's not the longest. If you're about halfway through, then you haven't got that much further to go, to be honest. Um, obviously, you've got half, half, halfway to go, but it's not that long yeah. at all. I prefer the Battlefront 2 one, mate. Even the mechanics of it, like you, you're, you're like plunked into a room and you, you can look around, but you can't walk around. You have to like select, you can talk to this person or go out the door. And mm-hmm. it felt like the people I was talking to was basically a lot of like ramblings, like, <laughs> all right, mate, get on with it. Shut up. Personal space um, invading people to sort of like come into your personal space, chat to your face, but you can't, you can't uh, communicate back. They just talk at you for about two minutes and it's really yeah. awkwardly done. Yeah. And, them, and their mouths aren't... Visually, we mentioned it visually, this game is the bomb, it's boss. But the characters, when you're talking to them, not in the cinematics, because the cinematics look stunning, um, but when you're talking to people and having these one-to-ones, they don't look great. Either. The mouths don't look fine. It doesn't look like a... It, and again, far from me to critique someone's work, but 
that put me off because it didn't feel as immersive as some of the other games I've played, Star Wars or not. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, It's yeah, yeah. It reminded <laughs> yeah. me of Oblivion. Like Elder Scrolls Oblivion, like which is like a 2006 game, yeah, yeah. something like that. And they, they just kind of like move their mouths and it, blah, 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 blah. But everything else is a little bit emotionless or that it's overcompensating for emotion. And it was like, okay, well, this game wasn't designed for that, was it? And it, it hate, that's fair enough. I, I get it. It's, um, yeah, it, when when this game is good, it is good, and that is on multiplayer. Multiplayer is where it's at because you feel like you're invested in something. I think, and this is the one thing that is missing from our review, is that Matty Boy and I haven't got had a chance to like play with each other yet. Mm-hmm. And not played with anyone else mostly because i didn't want to share my thoughts on it i still wanted to digest it and stuff but i do think this will be a lot more fun when we're all together and playing it but i'm not sure if it will live up to like the same legacy of battlefront but then again it's not trying to do that it's not it's clearly not it's literally price different it's just everything about it is different it just seems a little bit like we i mean we've had two battlefronts under the ea brand right we've had fallen order which has been very well received and now we've got squadrons and we've had the lego star wars that kind of don't count because that's part of a different studio Mm -hmm. um and here's my question for you do do you think this was a right move by ea was this the right game to put out now and Almost like why? Why? Why did in a meeting room like why was this like? Oh, do you know what this is? This is this is what Star Wars needs. Do you think any conversations like that were held at EA? I think. I mean, I think they've looked at it and thought we've had we've had a an online multiplayer game, basically Battlefront. We've had the first player um, story game in Fallen Order. I can only imagine they thought, right, let's let's just shake it up a bit more and have a flight-only game. That's the only thing I can think of is just so there is variety on the market. Of course, you can't fly in Fallen Order, um, but you can on Battlefront, but it's limited. You know, it's it's in-game or the Star Fighter Assault is fine, but these these levels on Squadrons, they are more in-depth than the ones on Battlefront. So it is extremely specialised. Is it the right game? It's easy to sit here now and say... No, it's not the right game for now because I maybe didn't get from it what other people are. But, you know, it's it's, it's well received. It's, but when you've had Battlefront 2, which has had that renaissance, and we covered that a couple of months ago now. Now, Battlefront 2 is a wonderful game now. It's an incredible game. Fallen Order 2. Oh, Fallen Order, sorry. Great reviews. I've played through it twice. I want to go and play through it. I, I, I dive into it sometimes just to play it or to play like those new arcade um levels or modes they've put on there you know i jump in and out every now and then i still dig the game i have fond memories of that game so going into squadrons already not overly excited or enthused by it then also coming off the back of all like i can play battlefront for hours and have a good time i love diving back into fallen order it was my probably the best experience i had of that last year including the mando and rise of skywalker cannot wait for fallen order 2 in that sense this is a nice kind of um, this is a nice appetizer, so we haven't got to wait another two years for a game. But I don't know, man. I don't know. Six maps, a very short story, online mm-hmm. online game mm-hmm. multiplayer with only two modes. It does feel a bit like a not. It's not even a peace offering, just to appease fans. 
I don't know. It just it feels a bit undercooked to me. If you if you know what I mean, it yeah. feels like a well, we had we had to make another game. Maybe like contractually, we had to. We didn't know if we we're gonna if the contract was gonna be um, renewed again. We had one more game to make. Here's a here's a beautiful looking squ- flight simulator, challenging to play. But you know, does that mask over the fact that it is a very limited game? I think I think it does. So is it the game for now? Yes, because I've got nothing else to play and I want more Star Wars. But I, in, in ask me in six months' time, it probably won't be. So this 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 is a thought I legit had while playing it. Mm-hmm. And it was that, and I think this could be perceived as a good thing, but maybe not. <laughs> it feels like this was the original um, Starfighter Assault for Battlefront 2. Uh... It felt like, to me, like this was actually the foundations for that. But instead, they couldn't, they couldn't keep up with that. So they gave that to a different studio to get that in on time for Battlefront 2. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of mechanics that go into that because obviously we can fly ships in uh, like actual ground combat battles. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all integrated. And I'm sure there's a whole like, you know, engineered system to to go along with that, to, to realize that. Um, but yeah, this just felt like part of a game to me. Um, and it feels to me a little bit like a DLC for Battlefront 2. Yeah. And so once again, I think that's another reason why maybe this should have been marketed as like a free product, like an open product. And, you know, shove some microtransactions in there. You know, literally just do a Fortnite. It's cross-platform. You know, it's everything is there for that. And I think this would be received as a as a like a phenomenal game, actually, because it's already already being well received. I just don't know if this game is like you said, Matty Boy. I'm, I'm not. I'm just not sold if this is going to be my favourite Star Wars game. Um, but I'm glad I got it, and I'm glad I've been able to play it. And uh, I'm looking forward to that online battle. Overall, you know, I'm a little. Yeah, I, I, I feel a little underwhelmed by this. If I'm being completely honest. Yeah, man, I, I agree with you. And that's nothing. That's not even to do with the games that have come out before. It is just a, it's a good game. And I know I've probably come across as um, almost hypocritical saying that, but this is a good game. It looks great. The controls are challenging, but that's that's a good thing. Let's be real. That's a good thing. Whether or not Luke or myself or others um, want to jump in and spend hours learning the controls, that's not the game's fault. They know they're saying, they're saying to us, they're challenging us to do that. And I appreciate that. It looks good. It plays well. It's just lacking in a lot of places for me. But I mentioned up top. I, so go on. No, I, I was just going to say, I just feel like, you know, because I, I, I completely agree with you. I just don't know if this game is for us. And I don't that think it's for it. a lot of people. Put it put it that way. I don't think this is for a lot of people. But I think for the, like for some people, this game will hands down be their favorite Star Wars game of this generation, which is wicked. And for many games to come, yeah, which is excellent. It's it, you you can clearly see that it is like that. So sorry to interrupt, mate. No, mate. I no. just wanted to add that. I, I couldn't wait. I couldn't if, wait. If anyone's going to interrupt, I'd rather be Blygone Jin than anyone else. Plus, you've always got something good to say anyway. So, um, well, I was just going to say up top, we both mentioned that beforehand. You know, we had lukewarm expectations for the game. We were kind of expecting something decent, but maybe hoping for something great. Has it met your expectations at least? Has it delivered more? Because again, 
after everything we've just said is one thing, but with all that now, is it any better than you hoped it'd be, or is it just kind of just what you thought it was going to be? <sighs> so I'll be honest with you, you know, Friday morning, I woke up and I was like, I, I was getting myself hyped, but I didn't have the same hype as like Star Wars Battlefront 2 or Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was pretty similar, you know, I was, I was in a similar, I, I was in a mental state where I was like, I, I feel like I know that I'm not going to absolutely adore this game, same. you know, whereas I tell you what, that last trailer we got to me, that, that cinematic trailer felt to me a lot more exactly that cinematic you that, didn't you? and it felt like oh I, I, I was sitting there i was like man this feels like a big story mode with like a big like intricate story going on that can really contribute to the to the lore to the canon and um you know it, a few missions into the story i was like well it, well it's not that it's clearly not no, that no it's not um and so after that, you know, I was like, right, okay, well, let's try the online and stuff. And like I said, when it's good, it is absolutely excellent. It is absolutely spicy. But, and there is a but, I'm just not sure if this is for me. I do think this is going to have a cult following. I do think there are going to be people that will play this into the ground. And I do think, you know, with time, I think this could become really fun. Let's get some guys together, play this, and go from there and see if it tops Battlefront 2 from that like experience. Um, but that's a, that's a big ask because the Battlefront 2 experience, you know, we have been spoiled. We really have because that became – that is an underdog of a game because it was pretty much doomed because of EA, yep. because of stupid decisions. But they turned that game around, and it is now, it's a fan favourite. It is one of the, without a doubt, one of the best Star Wars games ever created. It, it, it is. And I just feel like, for me, Squadrons isn't quite that. Yeah, I think it I think it comes down to what you said. Maybe it just isn't for us. And I, I want to hear from people who, you know, this game is it for them. I want to hear from people who absolutely adore this game, because I love those kind of stories. Maybe it isn't just for me, but I, I, I was like you. I woke up knowing that I had to get it because it's Star Wars, it's canon. I was actually all in for the story mode because I want the canon because I love the Battlefront 2 story mode because the canon, they drop in there, the way they tie it into the books, the comics, uh, the TV series, as well as the films, obvs. It was incredible. And for me, I was like, I've read that book. I've read that. Oh, it all ties in. Bricked. It was really, really satisfying. Um, this didn't feel like that. It felt a bit more by numbers. Uh, but the multiplayer mode allows for a lot more. It is the Star Wars mode, like you said. It's very much Star Warsy. I have and a hand on heart. I've done the I've done the barrel roll. I've shot someone and I've gone through their flaming metal carcass and barrel barrel rolled through it. Oh, and yeah. it is and it is yeah. kind of like you know Han Solo woohoo at the end of it or Finn woo or Ray. It is just like that. You really you really get <laughs> Ray! that excitement. <laughs> of doing it but it's just short-lived unfortunately but so for me it it met expectations in the fact that i didn't really expect an awful lot i just wanted it to be good and it is it's a good game if you ask me to score out of 10 i'd give it a seven out of 10 maybe maybe seven 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 out of ten because it's not bad it's nothing wrong with it it's just missing something to really make it kind of essential gaming for me so for someone who isn't a gamer this isn't going to hook me to game 
more. But, you know, it looks great. It plays well. It's Star Wars, so it's um, it, <laughs> I've got it, and I'm sure I will revisit it at some point during the week. So for me, I think it's probably around a 6.5. Mm-hmm. Um, it just doesn't have the legs on it for me. Um, and I love those chicken legs. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm all about Dude, them. Don't mind a bit of um, fried chicken legs. Mate, give me that filth. Um, but I will say this, maybe if I uh, get my hands on a PSVR, mm. that's that's a game changer, literally. That is a game changer. And I think this game is for that. So maybe one day I can uh, experience the game via the VR and that would just be, oh, that'd be d- deliciously filth. It, it might be just, you know, you know, I don't know. Um how should I say? What's the best uh, way to put this? So good. So good. Yes, my son. Spy Squadron out. This is Guy Henry, known for playing Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. <laughs> Well, after a, a hard afternoon's flying with Blighton Squadron, I tell you what, mate, I need a drink. The dusty old drinking hole's over there, the Bantina. Shall we? Mate, let's do it. Yes, all that flying's made those muscles even bigger. The Bantina, for those of you new to the show, firstly, welcome. Secondly, what we do here is we sit with you guys. We have a couple of Kef beers, and we want to hear your thoughts on our uh, main discussion for the week, which, of course, was Star was squadrons so we wanted to hear what you guys said oh absolutely and we dropped a cheeky poll onto instagram asking whether you had rushed out to the squadrons hype to buy it this week and only 32 percent of you said you had and 68 percent had not mm. do you know what i am not surprised by that you know this game just isn't for everyone and i think a lot of people know that up front which is why i think you know out of that 32 percent, the people that know oh man i'm hyped to this piloting game mate they're going to be all over this yeah and more power to you yeah absolutely and to open up the rest of the cheeky but about bantina is a voicemail from the cheeky man himself patron legend king it's johnny olaf let's hear him hi guys well i've never been good at flight sims but this is star wars so i had to give squadrons a go uh, a few missions into the story so far and i've been enjoying it some nice canon mentions especially links to the aftermath trilogy which i'm a big fan of finding it fairly easy to pick up the basics so far it's going to take me a while to learn the finer points and i haven't dared go anywhere near the multiplayer yet I like the potential to customise, but think they missed a trick not letting you make your own astromech droid. Well, this is Johnny O signing off. Session Squadron standing by. Session Squadron standing by. Oh, I love it, mate. Spice Train, Session Squadron, we're all here. We all love it. Kids love it. Everyone loves it. Thank you for sending that in, Johnny Boy. We love it. Yes, mate. Uh, Estromex would have been pretty cool. So, uh, onto the written responses. Star Toys 73, Star Toys of a Z, said, The VR gives this legs, but I'm not sure how long those legs will be. If they're anything like mine, they'll be very small. Cream Trumpeteer said, Enjoying it so far, the flight mechanics are solid. 
Reminds me very much of the old X-Wing and TIE Fighter PC games from years ago. And our boy, Jake Tracy, let's get his daughter to be called Ahsoka. He said, honestly, I think the multiplayer, the dogfights, is pretty hard. If you don't fly correctly, you're going to have a hard time. And that is spot on. If you, if you can't fly, if you can't nail the controls, you're, you're in trouble. Yeah, thank you for sending those in, guys. And up next, we've got Paul Buckle, who said, I've sort of been looking forward to this, and it's okay. But it makes me miss the space battles from Battlefront 2015 more than anything. What a shout. Uh, OT Nick's legend said, uh, I'm not big on multiplayer modes, but I really appreciate there's a cool story mode to relax and just gently be part of. No pressure helps as I'm somewhat terrible at flight sim games, but also decent because as you improve, you can always switch to play harder modes. It's good fun. And Star Wars Dude 65 said, Playing with the Thrustmaster T Hotus 1, and it's much easier to fly and steer which is of course a joystick uh not a fan of flying and driving with the xbox controller does seem to be uh, does seem to require me to stay signed into my xbox controller too which pauses the game if it powers off works well overall nice little comments there absolutely loving it nice enjoy that one sir uh sean hudson heard of him said two or three missions in Good graphics, great music and sound. Agree. Uh, decent gameplay. Love the stories. Cannot wait to get stuck in online. It's challenging to steer. I never play flying or driving games from the cockpit. Always from behind or outside. So a new experience. Want to see the VR play. That's a good point because I'm always behind the ship usually. So, uh, And finally, the King of Wales, Luke Summerfield said, Get this. For the people who know me, I am not a pilot. I think this game is a last minute cash grab and the novelty will wear off soon. Excited for watching the streams and the new canon, though. So, uh, uh, King of Wales ain't impressed, mate. Mm, mm, good opinions, good opinions. And I respect Lukey Boy. He, uh, up front, he knows this game probably isn't for him. And uh, I think part of me knew that. But, you know, we've got to review it. We're sessions, mate. We've got to review this stuff. We've got to give it a go. We love it. We love it. And do you know what? I'm glad I did, because the moments that this... This, like I said, and I'm going to say again, once it's good, when it's good, this game flipping kills it. Uh, to close out this part of the Budaba Bantina is our boy, legend, Joel Mitchell. Let's hear him. Hey guys, this is Joel from Canada, and I just wanted to give my first impressions on Star Wars Squadron. Um, uh, right off the top, the game runs really smooth. You know, it's it's extremely satisfying hopping into your x-wing or tie fighter and just being able to you know soar around in space uh the story is pretty solid from what i've played so far and multiplayer was pretty fun as well so yeah feels pretty balanced so far i'm happy with it he's definitely from canada yes he's from canada <laughs> he's not from florida so yeah um Joel, love that voice message, mate. And overall, we've had some positive feedbacks, but, you know, it, it's just, it's nice to hear that this game isn't the game of the year. You know, people aren't, like, jumping out of their seats for this, but for some people, that that is exactly what it's going to be. Uh, but it's great to hear from the community on this one. Yep, and thank you for everyone for sending in your messages. 
for those. As we always say, if we didn't get featured on this show, please do keep sending in your messages, your voice messages, and engaging as you do, and we'll get you on in one of the upcoming shows. So thank you again for those who did contribute and for those who dropped a message on our socials. Thank you for sending those all in, guys. And it is now time for the next part of the Bantina of Filth. And that is, of course, the Patreon questions. That's right. And we got two spicy questions for your ears. Uh, the first question, it's a naughty one. It's Luke Summerfield, King of Wales. He asks, do you think we will ever see Ochi again? And perhaps a Lando and Luke story, much like the Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, which, of course, is a Disney Plus uh, show. Lukey Boy goes on to say, hashtag Disney Plus for the win. What are you saying about that, Matty Boy? I think, out of all the Patreon questions we've had, this may be one of the most left-field stroke random ones I've ever seen. <laughs> Will we ever see Ochi again? Um, well, Ochi was just a hired gun. There, to be fair, though, he was hired by Palpatine himself, I imagine. Um Maybe in it, but if, if if they explore Ray more, then I think we're going to hear more about Ochi because, after all, Ochi or Bestoon was the one who killed her parents. So I think, obviously, he's now tied to her story. So if they do look at a story of Ray, we're going to see Ochi. Maybe in a book, but that's it. I mean, we might mention his name. I don't think we'll ever. I don't think we'll ever see him again. I think we'll hear his name mentioned again. Um, and as for the Lando and Luke thing, I mean, that's got. That's got animated series or comic written all over it that has pretty... They could do it. I'd like to see it, just to see those two, because we didn't really see much of Luke and Lando together in the OT. Um, so I'd like to see how they got on. It'd be great if they could get Mark Hamill and Billy D to voice it if it was animated, but that, to me, is like a mini-series comic run. But what about you, big boy? Ochi, Lando, Luke? Um. So, you know what? I can't even lie. Ochi... Um, I want to see more of Ochi because his story is so, so wonderful. You okay. might even hear or see or know a bit more about Ochi um, in the coming weeks from, Maybe. you know, from somewhere. I don't know. But Ochi is a fascinating character, um, to say the least. Uh, and I want to hold back on that, Spice, because you got buttons for he's eyes. just funny. It's just funny, isn't it? It's just a funny just story. turned up and just story. turned up did that and that's yeah it. and story's generous a little bit so anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Got never forgotten <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh the, it's a great question i love this question i love lukey boy and his uh his questions uh luke and lando yeah i think that is i i, I don't think they'll be able to do a disney plus series uh the reason i say that is because i i it I think they would want to... I don't think it'd be too hard to do the Luke part, but the Lando part might be really difficult. Um, Is that de-aging? Yeah. Yeah. Very expensive. Yeah. And I don't know how good that would look if Billy Dee was doing that. You know, um, it's possible. It's possible. But... I think like Matty Boy was saying, a comic book format, maybe a book or something like that, I think would be brilliant. Or even an animated show. Hell, yeah. mate, an animated show would be sick. Between Luke and Lando, they're just doing their thing after Return of the Jedi. That's that's awesome. I'm here for that. I'm here yeah, for man. that. It sounds 
Sounds great. And I, it's a great question. Very original. Love it, Mr. Summerfield. You spice king. It Welsh royalty. And you know what we always say next? Luke Summerfield, King of Wales. All of our listeners, we'd love to hear what you think. Are we ever going to see Ochi again? Will we hear from him again? And what about a Luke and Lando show? Uh, Lukey boy, Summerfield is going for Disney+. Plus, But what are you guys thinking? We want to hear what you think on that. And our second question this week comes from... Um, an absolute tank of a man, Jimmy Adams. He said, what is your favourite Star Wars sound? I'm torn between TIE Fighter Flyby and the lightsaber ignition. Uh, so, Luke, this is a lovely question as well. What's your favourite Star Wars sound? Right. There Django. Django Fett. Eh, Boba. Eh, Boba. Grab your things, we're leaving. And he leaves. They fly away in the slave. Oh, Obi Wan's yeah. following them. <laughs> you know those, those the the blue bombs. Um, they're they're called like charges. yeah, that's it. Seismic charges. Yeah, I think that is absolutely incredible. There's it just sounds absolutely brilliant. Uh, I love the sound of like the pod racers as well. Like, yeah. oh mate. I, I, it sounds great. Like the sound design on Phantom Menace is awesome. It is absolutely awesome. Um, and for a newer sound effect, you know, I really like the sound of Kylo's lightsaber. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The raggedy saber. Yeah. It just, it sounds great. And last but not least, Baby Yoda. Just like. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Honestly, it just melts like, my heart. Three weeks and we're seeing that boy again. Oh, mate. Or girl. Can't, can't wait. It's a boy. They call it a boy, don't they? Do they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they okay. always refer, they refer to him as a boy. They call him he and stuff. Right. We're going to see him again baby boy. Him. My little baby boy. Um, yeah, I love the sound of Carlos. It's like a chainsaw, isn't it? Like, really yeah. unstable. <laughs> um, that's some, that's some um, buff uh, ideas there, mate. Ben Burt is the man to thank for all this, the legend mm. behind all of those quality Star Wars, iconic Star Wars sounds. For me, mine, I'm slightly more basic. Uh, I'm going to go with Jimmy on the TIE Fighter. I love the sound of them screeching past, and my mind goes back to 2015 and sitting in the theatre. Uh, those days are long gone. Watching The Force Awakens and Ray and Finn running away on Jakku and then suddenly they like they're like what oh what's that noise and you just hear the ties screaming in from the distance as it gets louder it's like yes and of course all through the OT of the tie fighters I love that noise I like look I like an X-wing sound but the, the screaming tie fighters are great um uh the, the blaster sounds pew 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 I've always liked those throughout all of the films and how they use them in like rebels as well I love the sound mm. they probably use it in resistance but I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> um, and I mentioned it on our multiple Rise of Skywalker episodes, but the sound design surrounding Palps in that is great, uh, especially when he uh, unleashes his torrent of lightning onto the fleet, you know, and just takes out the whole fleet with his fingers. The, sa- the way that the sound just goes in, a bit like the seismic charges. It's incredible. This theater shook. It doesn't quite sound as good on my home TV system, but so I love the sound of Palps and his lightning. 
TIE Fighters and the Blasters. So, uh, again, guys, you're spoilt for choice. There's probably lots of little ones we haven't even thought about. Someone's going to say Boba Fett's um, Spurs. Other people are going to say Watto's Wings. There's so much to choose from. Yeah, Watto's Wings. That's a good shout. That is a good shout. That's and like a chicken uh, shop, isn't it? Watto's mate, Wings. If there was, if there was a Watto's Wings chicken shop, I'd try it. I'd be all over that, mate. I'll have a couple of wings, some uh, fries, and a marinda, an orange marinda, mate. Please. <laughs> Can I have a Lilani uh, box set, please? <laughs> box meal. <laughs> That's it. Lilani. Uh, yes. Nubian. Nubian box Nubian. meal. <laughs> oh, mate, we love it. What it's just a ruse to get you to do the accent. That's all. Yeah, we, well, you know, mate, we um, Watto is really the new hope. If it weren't for Watto, would there be a saga? I, no. I think you're right, man. If he hadn't, if he hadn't employed young Annie, then you know he, he would never. They would never have stumbled across that shop. He would have never tried to mug off Qui Gon. They wouldn't, you know, Padme would never have known whether she was an angel or not. So yes, there's a lot true. to thank Watto for. Yeah, without Watto, there is no wars. In the stars. <laughs> so, <laughs> Watto is the key to all this. So, uh, yeah, guys, let us know what you think about those and whether Watto was, in fact, the the origin behind Star Wars. And um, it's been a long old bantina this week, so it seems. Uh, but we've put our drinks down now. Barman, sorry about the mess. We'll, we'll be back again next week to sit with you once again. Star Wars Sessions game! Yes, Star Wars Sessions game, and it's my turn to host this week. Um, And we've got a slightly... It's a bit different than Luke's one last week, where we completely pulled the rug from under my feet and told me I was a mentalist, basically. This one's a bit more simple. Would you like to know what you're playing, Lukey boy? Oh, mate, I would love to know what I'm playing. It's it's pretty simple. It's simply called, who said it? Who said this? I've got uh, seven quotes from across the Star Wars films, just the films. <gasps> and you need to tell me who said them. Oh, right. Okay. All right. I'm here for this. I'm here for this. Play along at home. Play along at home and share us your scores. If you shout loud enough, we might be able to hear you. So come on, shout Right, DJ cue the music, here we go. The first quote, my friend, is My disappointment in your performance cannot be overstated. Oh, my disappointment in your performance cannot be... Overstated. Overstated. Oh, man. Um, (laughs) It sounds imperial. I think it's imperial. I think it's... I have a feeling it's Tarkin. You want to lock that answer in? Yeah, I'll lock Tarkin in. I'm, I'm not sure on this one, though. I'm afraid you're off to a a bad start. Oh, mate. It was, mate, in fact, no. Supreme Leader Snoke in The Last Jedi. Oh, no. When he's no. talking to Hux. Oh, of course. When not long after the, the bad phone joke. That, yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> exactly after oh. that moment. Flaming hell, what's the point? Yeah. Oh, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Good old Snokey boy. He loves it. Yep. Right, he loves right. it. The kids love it. Take that. Pucks didn't. Yep. Right, next one. Yeah, no. Okay. 
There isn't enough life on this ice cube to fill a space cruiser. Ah, uh, um... There isn't enough life mm, on this ice mm-hmm. cube to fill a space cruiser. Yeah, Hoth. That's at Hoth. Mm. And I think it's it's Han Solo. You're locking it in? I'm locking it in, yeah. Yes, it is. It's Honey Boy on Hoth. I'm the middle. It's Han Solo. Han Solo, Han Solo. I don't remember that quote at all, but he says it in The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah, I remember it. Yeah, because he goes, he wants to go out for look for Luke, and uh, he says it before then, I think. Looking for Luke. Okay, right. Looking so for Luke. 50%. We are one out of two. So, number three, my friend, is always a pleasure to meet a Jedi. Oh, Django Fett. Oh, clones, mate. oh, sound a horn. Come on, mate. Come on, mate. I'm a prequel boy. And we've just done our Attack of the Clones commentary. Go check it out. That's it. Go check it out. $2 a month. <laughs> Cheaper than a cup of coffee. Uh, two out of three. <laughs> so, number three. Are you uh, Number four, sorry. Are you ready? Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, let's let's smash it. Here we go. Yeah. Number four. We've pulled crazier stunts than this. We've pulled crazier stunts than this. I think that's solo again. We've pulled crazier stunts than this. And you know, that could be a few things. I think it's Han Solo, though. You sticking with Han, okay? I think it's Han Solo or Lando in Jedi, I think. I'm going to go with... Yeah, I'm going to go with Solo. Unfortunately not, it's Poe Dameron, again, in The Last Jedi. Ah, fuck. Keep it PG. That's Poe Dameron in The Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two out yeah. of four. Next one, my friend. You're doing all right. You're doing all right. We're keeping our head yeah. above. Let me take a sip of my water. That's it. We're keeping our head above the Camino waves. Yeah. Yeah. Camino right. is Camino's boss. cool. Number five. Especially those like, birds that come out of the sea. Listen to the commentary. You'll hear that. Seabirds. That's, that's it. Number five. Here we go. <clears throat> Bones. Never a good sign. Ah, mate. Um, Rise of Skywalker. Um... When they're down in the caves. Bones, never a good... I think that's 3PO. We're going to go for 3PO? Yeah, I think it's 3PO because Pogo's... Uh, I don't like Bones. And <laughs> it's either Finn or 3PO, I think. But I think it's 3PO. I'm going to lock in threeps. Oh. Oh. 3PO, 3 right as well. 3 out of 5. It was it was threeps. He, um. You know, it's Bones, never a good sign. Um, yeah. One of the standouts of that film, uh, 3PO was. Yeah, he no, he was actually. Yeah, 3PO and Rise was a uh, classic, mate, cult classic. I want to go back and watch that film again soon, just just because. Um, right, uh, number six, <clears throat> Trust the Force. I think her name is Lyra Urso, Rogue One, talking to Little Jen. Little Jen. Little Little Jen. <laughs> Lyra Urso, mate. Going to lock that bad boy in. I think her name's Lyra. Yeah. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> yeah. 
words, bro. Well, her name is definitely Lyra, unfortunately, because that, oh. that was that's always been a contender for bly puns, and I have to keep going back to check if her name is Lyra or Lyra, but it's definitely Lyra. Oh, but yeah, it, Lyra. Right. Lyra, like um, Turkish Lyra. Oh, Turkish Lyra, that's right, yeah. Had it been Lyra, I like it, that would have been mentioned well up top in the bly puns. All right, no, fair play. Yeah, fair play. Okay, yeah. final well, one. Maybe... Yeah, go on, go on. So we've got final one, one two, finale. Three, four, four out of six. Let's make it five out of seven. So you guys out there can work out the maths and percentages. The final quote for Blygon Jean, for Blyra Erso, whatever I've said it now, yes. is Cover me, Porkins. Cover me, Porkins. <laughs> yep. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I'm stuck. Cover me, Porkins. Porkins. <laughs> just couldn't do it now, could you? Um, <laughs> no, you couldn't. You couldn't do it now. Um, that would be my call sign. Cover me, Porkins. Damn, I, I'm pretty sure you've asked this before and I got this wrong. Oh, <laughs> you haven't learned. Failure is the greatest no, teacher. No, I don't not. learn. I don't learn. I'm a naughty boy. Um, I think, mate, I think it's Return of the Jedi, and I think it's like none of the main none of the main characters. I think it's Wedge Antilles. You're locking in Wedge. I think so. Yeah. Wow. Oh, no. Uh, Porkins died in A New Hope. He got blasted above the Death Star. No, I always get that wrong. I think he said that me, last time. I vaguely remember you mentioned it in Jedi as well. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who said it? Every few months. Yeah, go on. It was some. It was someone who was used for a bly pun many moons ago. Big Stark Lighter said it. Big Stark Blighter. Oh, Big said it. Cover me, Porkins. Dang. Porkins got killed, and then moments later, so did Big. So, yeah, not great for not great oh, for either of them. No. So we've got. So that was oh, four Porkins. out of seven. So it's over fifty percent. So that's good, mate. It's. Yeah, it's over 50%. I'll take that. You know, that's a C. That's a solid C, yeah. um, which is known as a pass. So if Bly's passing, you know, we're laughing. <laughs> and that's where you come to get all your rhymes and rhythms on a Wednesday yeah, night. Rhythm. C for yeah, chorus. Mash up the rhythm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't want to do that because you can do it better than me. Well, that is it. Bly Lorraine has scored a C on his test this week, so he's passed. Uh, Porkins did in fact die in A New Hope and not Return of the Jedi before anyone acts us again um, but that is that unfortunately for this episode of Star Wars Sessions episode 84 the road to 100 is well on but the fun doesn't end Ooh. there no one's ever really gone Master Blywalker where can the world find us online? They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. You can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. And you can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions. Or feel free to drop us a cheeky voice note or message to our email address, sws at whatawatchtonight.co.uk. UK. And if you want to support the show further, please consider checking out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Yep, go check out that Attack of the Clones commentary. It is boss. Um, for now, though, as you're listening, we're on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn. Everywhere in the galaxy you can find the podcast. You're going to find us there. And if you love our show, please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice. 
and head on over to podchaser.com. It's the IMDB for podcasts, and it's also awesome member on there. So if you do have a spare 30 seconds, please do leave us a great review on there too, because it helps us out more than you know. It helps us get more listeners in. Plus, we love hearing from you guys each and every week. So thank you for that. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mate, tell your cat, tell your Ewok, tell Porkins, tell your cousin, the more the merrier, and the castle spicier. Tell the linchpin of the whole thing, Watto. This is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time from me, see ya. And from Luke. May the force be with you. Always. Luke. Luke. Oil up. Stop the return of the Sith! Tell that to Kanja Club.